Welcome to the jungle. A very good Thursday to you. I'm Jim Rome. Nice to have you here. All right, so we have a lot to get to today. I'm going to start you off with the telephone number because I want to talk about the events of yesterday at the Chiefs Parade, the tragic, catastrophic events, and then I want to move on from there, but that's where I want to start. And in fact, I mean, here we are again. Here we are again, so I'm going to start with this, and we will talk about this for as long as you want to talk about this. I have the other things that I thought that I would talk about, and ultimately I think we'll get there, but you know where I'm going to start. If you know what you want to talk about and you want to start dialing right now, go ahead and do so. I've got an open phone first hour. That phone number is one eight zero zero six three six eight six eight six. Take advantage of it. Use the telephone. If there's something you want to share, go ahead and do so right now. Again, one eight zero zero six three six eight six eight six. If you want to find me on the X platform, go ahead and do so at Jim Rome. And you can email me too at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. So the interview is set up like this. Coming up at the top of hour number two, Joey Logano, two-time NASCAR Series champion, is going to join us. We'll talk Daytona. We'll talk more with him. Joey Logano back on the program, top of hour number two. After that, in fact, we'll go back-to-back to start the second hour. I've got a Chiefs beat writer for The Athletic, Nate Taylor. I want to talk to him about the parade yesterday. Top of hour number three, we're going to go ahead and do our beef segment. We are not on TV right now. We will be streaming on the X platform soon, but the beef segment continues. Some of you said, hey, Rome, if you're no longer doing a simulcast on TV, are you still doing the beef segment? And the answer is yes, of course. So if you want a beef about anything at all, save that for hour number three. Again, you know where to find me, one 636 8686 So I wanted to start the show today talking about a parade, a victory parade. Basically, the single most joyous and exuberant public group activity that you'll ever see. Or at least it is supposed to be the single most joyous and exuberant public group activity that you're ever going to see. Unfortunately... In our society right now, essentially nowhere is safe. Especially in this country, nowhere is safe. There is nowhere to go where you can let your guard down and just live in that moment of pure joy, seemingly. There's no way to have a carefree celebration of something to that end and not have the risk of something like this happening because it keeps happening over and over and over again. If there was ever a reminder that there are much more important things than football, it was yesterday, which is why I can't just sit here and talk about a football party without leading with and spending time on the tragedy and the catastrophe that went down yet again at the world's biggest football party. So quite obviously, my thoughts are with the person who lost her life near Union Station in Kansas City yesterday and her family and loved ones and with the 21 others, reportedly, who were injured, who are recovering and their families. 21 others, including children, children shot, children injured in a mass shooting at a Super Bowl victory parade. 
I mean, it's all so disgusting. It's also infuriating. It's also sickening. I mean, I am sick and tired. I'm beside myself for having to come in here and start yet another show like this. Beside myself. Believe me, this is not what I ever want to do. And while there's nothing surprising about any of it, unfortunately, I can't believe that this is where we're at now. It's not that I can't believe it's happening. It's that I can't believe that there's nothing surprising about it. I can't believe that mass shootings aren't only a regular occurrence in this country. They're now a regular occurrence at sports victory parades. Considering at least 10 people were injured in a shooting during the Nuggets victory parade last June, and there was gunfire also reported near the Rangers championship parade back November. This is a regular thing now, apparently. And the reason I bring that up is what should be one of the best things ever is now one of the worst things ever. After seeing this happen yet again, would you still want to attend a victory parade? Would you dare bring your children to a victory parade? How many times is this going to happen? How many times, how many lives are going to be lost? And are we supposed to just accept this as the new normal? It's not even new. It's just normal. So are we supposed to normalize mass shootings? Of course not. But here we are. Again, and no, I don't have the answer. There were 800 law enforcement officials at that parade, and it still happened. And it's going to happen again. And it's infuriating. And at this point, I don't even know what to say or do anymore. Because frankly, I never thought in my lifetime that I would ask myself, is it safe to go here or there without fear of encountering an active shooter or shooters. But I do now. Kids, kids who were allowed to skip school for what should have been a day they would remember for the rest of their lives were shot. And now it's a day that they'll never forget, but for all the wrong, horrific, catastrophic reasons. Again, it doesn't feel right to just move into the rest of the program, hit the topics of the day, have our beef segment, even have fun, laugh, talk junk, do what we always do. But given that I don't have the solution as to what to do about the evil living amongst us, all I can do is say my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody who's suffering as a result of yet another senseless catastrophic attack on our own. And I'm here to talk about this as much as you want. I'm here to talk about this as much as you want, while at the same time also do what else we generally do. I'm here for both those things. Because frankly, I don't know what else to do at this point. I just know it's infuriating, and it's horrifying, and it's essentially the most wretched thing ever. I just really, really hope that we can find a way to make sure that the worst people in our society cannot get their hands on weapons and then show up to mass public celebrations and attempt to commit mass murder. There's got to be a way to stop this. 
there has to be a way to stop that from happening. But no, I don't know how. I don't know what the answer is. Like, I thought, I thought yesterday that I would come out today and open the show and undoubtedly talk about debauchery. Debauchery, but not tragedy. You know, like a certain type of debauchery. Drunken debauchery. And then I would pose the questions, how much drunken debauchery is too much drunken debauchery? You know, I thought that would be the tone. I thought that would be a thing. And ultimately, I am going to get there. And probably sooner than later, because prior to the catastrophic events, at the end of that parade, we saw a lot of that. A lot of debauchery. A lot of drunken debauchery. Because there seemed to be one man on a mission to find out if there was such a thing as too much drunken debauchery. I think we all know who that man was. Travis Kelsey. And because he's a Kelsey, he put on a show at the parade. So I want to get into all of that. I want to get into Chris Jones. How about a negotiation at a parade? That's not the place to negotiate, I don't think. Yeah, my man seemed like he was ready to sign New Deal. So I want to get into that too. So again, there's no there's no convenient segue. There's no easy way to do this. So I'm just going to keep this open-ended. I know that prior to that happening, I know what I wanted to cover today. And I can still get into that. And the plan is still to have a conversation with Joey Logano. The plan is to have a conversation with Nate Taylor, who was at the parade. The plan is to have a beef segment in hour number three. The plan is for me to recap what was an amazing Jim Rome podcast yesterday on a much, much, much lighter note. We had a number of firsts. That was episode number 301 with former NBA or Chandler Parsons. I don't want to give away that whole thing yet, but I hadn't spoken to him in a minute or two. But something incredible happened during that interview, during that conversation, during that podcast, and it's not what I expected. It was booked. I knew that I would speak with him, but I did not know that he would conduct that interview, that conversation, while in the midst of a round of golf, which he did. You want to talk about multitasking. You want to talk about, I mean, golf in and of itself can be very pleasurable, and golf in and of itself can be the most frustrating thing ever. Golf is not an easy sport. My man's out there on one of the most famous tracks in the world, just chopping it up between holes. And it was a great conversation. So I do want to have a little fun with that, and I want to get to that. And I will. So... I'll take your thoughts and your reaction. I know there's probably part of you that are thinking, not again, Rome. I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about this. But then there are part of you that are probably, or some of you, they're saying, we do need to talk about this. We need to go there again. We need to cover it. And what I'm saying is I'm here for all of this. I'm here for all of this. If you don't want to talk about it, I hit this off the very top because we need to talk about it. But if you don't want to talk about it for three hours, I certainly do understand that. If you were somebody that was there, because we have a lot of listeners in Kansas City, a lot of fans, a lot of Chief fans, if you were there and you want to talk about it and you think that would help, that's fine too. 
Once again, 1-800-636-8686. And you can also find me on X at Jim Rome. Or if you feel more comfortable and you want to email your thoughts on this or anything else, that's okay too. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at Habitate.com. So what I think I'll do right here is I want to take a short time out. And when we come back, we can take telephone calls on this very topic or we can move into another topic. It's a wide open forum. So this year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their very best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors and more, and curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you will have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Once again, you want to go to dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. All right, so like I said, we could talk about this as much or as little as you want. As I always say, I'm here for all of it. Let me start you off with one of the first responses in to what I said in the open. This is at at Chris underscore Pizzolatto. Quote, what do we do, Rome? Ban cars and knives, too? Criminals will always find a way. Well, I agree with you on one thing, Chris. And notice I didn't say that I'm here to ban cars or ban knives or ban anything. But I will agree with you on one thing. Criminals will find a way. And as long as we know that, Chris, why even try? Why don't we just give up? Why would we even try to stop criminals since, you know, they're always going to find a way? Why do we need police? Why do we need the government? Why do we need laws? Why do we need any rules whatsoever? Because, you know, criminals will always find a way. So why are we wasting our time trying to prevent crime? Why don't we just hand the country over to the criminals since they're, quote, going to find a way, Rome? I guess we should add them to a list of undefeateds right up there with death, sex, father time and criminals because apparently they've already won. Why even try? What I'm saying is this. All right. I don't have the answer. I don't have the solution. What I'm saying is it's not acceptable. I'm not going to sit here and just accept it because, quote, criminals will always find a way. It's not okay. They've already won. What are we going to do? Ban cars? Knives? Now, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to ban criminals. That's what I would like to do. That's the thing I'd like to ban. I'm not asking you to ban cars and knives. I would like to ban criminals. That would be great. But what I'm not going to do is just sit here and accept it and not try. I don't have the solution. It's above my pay grade. It's above my intellect. 
But, I mean, to sit here and say, come on, Rome, what are we doing here? Criminals will always find a way. Hey, how about we try to find a way to prevent them from always finding a way? How about that way? You can accept the criminal way or the other way. So that that's predictable. What do we do, Rome? Ban cars and knives? Criminals will always find a way. Can you really see something like that happen? And see children shot at a parade, at a celebration, which should have been one of the most joyous occasions ever. And you're going to come in here and say, and that's your reaction to that? Another mass shooting. Children who were allowed to skip school for this were shot. Children. And your reaction is like, come on, Rome. What are we going to do? Ban cars next? Ban knives? The criminals are going to find a way, Rome. Come on, Rome. Are you going to waste time looking for a solution when they're always going to find a way? Hey, Rome, if the criminal element and mass shootings are inevitable, why don't you just sit back and accept it and stop trying to push back on something that's going to happen anyway? I mean, are we having that conversation again? Apparently so. Now, Chris, you and I are not in agreement on this. I I know that this is a really, really sensitive issue for a lot of people. But you know what I find really revolting? People getting shot and dying senselessly. And then somebody coming in and saying, come on, Rome, stop, stop. What are you going to do? The criminals will always find a way. Hey, how about we don't give in to the criminals? How about we don't give up on this? How about we keep looking for the right solution? And notice, I'm not trying to take your knife out of your hand. I'm not trying to take your car out of your hand. I didn't try to ban either one of those things. You know what I'm trying to ban? You really want to know what I'm trying to ban? Mass murder? I would like to ban that. I'm going to put myself out there. I want to go on record with that. I am vehemently against mass murder. I'm going to put myself way out there on that limb. At me. At me. Fill fill up my mentions with that hot take. I abhor mass murder. There's your lava. I hate mass murder. It's terrifying and it's horrific. And senseless. At Apple Pasta, we absolutely have to talk about what happened in KC yesterday. We just can't, as a society, ever accept this being the norm. Yeah, I don't know about that, though, Apple Pasta. I mean, quote, criminals will always find a way. At Laird City 34, damn. Love your open, Jim. Disgusting is such a right word. Having to ask yourself if it's safe to go out in public because you might run into an active shooter. That's freaking crazy. Ridiculous. Our country is stupid. You know, I will say this to that. Yes, yes, I agree with you. I mean, I like I said, I never thought in my lifetime I would ever wonder, you know, is it okay to go to a movie theater? 
is it okay to go to a giant parade for a team that I've waited my whole life to see win? Is it okay to bring my kids to these things? I never thought in my lifetime that that would be a thing, that that would be an issue. But it is. It is. And then, I mean, a concert? I never thought that I'd ask myself, do I really want to go to that concert? There's going to be a lot of people there. Something might happen. What if an active shooter shows up there? I never thought that I would ask myself, what happens... Could something bad happen in a place of worship? A movie theater, a place of worship, a concert, a parade, a game, the market? I mean, yeah, you can't, we can't not leave our homes. I understand this. But what we also can't do is say, hey, Rome, you're wasting your breath. The criminals will always find a way. Yeah, I know that. Hey, listen, you know what? I know there's always going to be criminals. I know that. But what point do we decide that the criminals won, so let's stop trying? Because after all, they're going to do what they're going to do. Ryan in Sacktown. Jim. Actually, JR. I wish we were talking about a stupid Kelsey drop and Taylor Swift not attending the parade. TMPs from Sacktown. KC, well done, Ryan. TNPs is a little cringy, but I understand the sentiment, and it is Ryan. But he actually made a pretty good point. I wish we were talking about a stupid Kelsey drop in Taylor Swift not attending the parade. Hey, Romy, as a lifetime Bengals fan, I talk a lot of smack about other teams especially them Chiefs that broke our heart. But my heart goes out to all the people that suffered through this terrible tragedy. We're praying for the Chiefs' kingdom. This is more than football. Exactly. Well said. At Bmore underscore Al. If Baltimore would have won the AFC Championship game, I was going to take my eight-year-old son out to see the unbridled joy, the chaos. I thought twice... And decided no because of what transpired yesterday in KC. It's so sad. And yet nothing changes. Thanks for talking about it. Romy, straight take. I have never understood the, quote, criminals will find a way. End of quote, argument. Yeah, they may find a way. But why the hell shouldn't we at least try to make it as difficult as possible for them to find a way? I'm not saying ban guns, but for the love of God, at least make it more difficult to obtain one. Geoff and Lincoln. Hey, Jeff, well said. You see, Geoff? When you come in and you make sense and you make it better, I will call you by your rightful name and not by the way you spell it. Well done, Jeff. I mean, it sounds all wrong, but then again, you making it better is all wrong, Jeff. I'm sure you'll be back to G off by hour two, but you know what, Jeff? Bravo. Rome, your words inspire and your passion brings tears to my eyes. You have a lot more support for your take than the emails may show. 
Thank you. Now, I mean, he signed it. Thank you. Jeremy in Minneapolis, former KC resident. Now, like I said, I'm at wit's end because I don't have the answer. I, I just, I, I can't believe this keeps happening, except that the worst part is I can, and I know it's going to happen again. And what I find troubling is it's happening. I know it's going to happen again. And some of the reaction is already like, hey, Rome, look, enough. The criminals are always going to be criminals. What are you going to do? Take our knives? Take our cars? No, no. I'm trying to get this to stop happening. You think I want to start these shows like this? I know you come to me. I know you come to me to get away from the other parts of your life that you want to get away from. I know that this is what they pay me to do. Again, the toy department. I don't want to do this, but I'm not doing my job if I don't do this. And, I mean, come on. I'm a talk show host. I love sports. But I live in the real world amongst the rest of us. And in the real world, really bad things happen. And I'm not going to ignore them when they do. JG writes, I hate that at Jim Rome had to start like this. But I absolutely love what he's saying. To think that people are in disagreement with any of this is scary. My man, people are definitely in disagreement with what I'm saying. And I don't really know what I'm saying that is so polarizing. I'm trying to end mass murder. I'm trying to end any kind of murder. When did that become a hot take? I'll do it again. At the risk of losing listeners, at the risk of losing your support, I'm just going to say it. I am steadfastly against murder. There. I mean it. All right, so again, 1-800-636-8686. The phone lines are ringing, so I'll get some phone calls in. And again, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting we do three hours on this. I could, I would, I might. I'll leave it up to you. Joey Logano, though, will join us at the top of the hour. Nate Taylor is a chief speed writer at The Athletic. He was at the parade. We'll get his thoughts. We will have a beef segment in hour number three. And you know what? When we come back, we'll take telephone calls. Phone lines are open right now. Once again, 1 800 636 8686. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. So we're talking about what happened at the parade yesterday and the catastrophe, and I'm getting all sorts of reaction. Here's what I want to do. I've got Joy Logano at the top of the hour. I have Nate Taylor, who was at the parade yesterday at 1020. I've got the beef segment at 11 o'clock. I want to do another segment on this because I want to hear from those who have things that they want to say. I've told you what I have to say. I've shared my thoughts. I've read some of the reaction. And Kansas City is such an important part of the program. And again, we're talking about a parade. You know, what's a more joyous thing? A Super Bowl celebratory parade. One of the most joyous things ever. One of the most uplifting, positive things ever. Something you'll never forget. And yet that happened there. 
because it can happen anywhere, as I mentioned. But I want to go to the phones. I want to go to Kansas City because we've been on the air in Kansas City for years. Some of my most memorable moments of my entire career have been in Kansas City. Honestly, we had one of our greatest tour stops ever in Kansas City. A number of local luminaries showed up. I'll never forget that night in Kansas City. George Brett was there and a number of others. I loved it. That was Kansas City has always been a huge, huge jungle town. Of course, you know I'll never forget my time at the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago in Kansas City. I remember walking the streets of Kansas City before that game. I'll never forget the drive into Arrowhead on that winding road and seeing hours and hours and hours before that game, cars lined up all the way down the hill, snaking down that hill and what it meant. I'll never forget walking around that stadium before that game. And again, I'm just personalizing this because of the time that I've spent there and you Chiefs fans that I've spoken to over the years. But make no mistake, this is horrific no matter where it happens, and it can happen anywhere. But it happened in Kansas City yesterday. Let's go there right now. We go to KC. Alan in Kansas City. Alan, it's nice to have you on. How are you? Alan, or uh, Rome, we're doing all right, man. Hey, we're hurting in Kansas City. I've lived here my whole life. I'm 50 years old. I went to your tour stop when you were here. I went to both parades last time. I was there yesterday with my sister. I'm there with my brother. We're having a great time, you know, like it was the last time. And all of a sudden, you know, the crap just hits the fan. We're running for cover. Never been in that situation in my life. So scary, and and we're hurting. And uh, that's all I got, man. Thanks. Thank you, Alan. I mean, that's really something. So I I was going to ask him a question or two, and he said, "I that's all I've got, thanks. He said, I went to your tour stop. I've gone to the other parades. I was there with family members, and then it happened. It hit the fan, and then we just started running. Because what else would you do? There were some reports that some people who were there thought that there was the sound of firecrackers, and they were not afraid, so they didn't disperse. Others, knowing the world we live in right now, understanding that it was gunfire and not knowing where it was exactly, and how could you? In that massive humanity, how could you? You just start running. You just start running. And then how about how about the heroes? And I also mean the first responders and law enforcement, of course. But how about the good Samaritans? That the few of them that were able to sum up and locate a shooter and run them down and tackle them and hold them down and say, hey, where are the cops? We've got one. That was incredible. You've seen that video? I mean, some of the video is so terrifying and so jarring. But the video of a couple of these good Samaritans chasing down the shooter is incredible. I mean, you want to talk about a hero. Not, not, let's get the hell out of here and protect our own, which, of course, is understandable. Who wouldn't do that? But there's always a couple that are like, and the one guy that I saw interviewed said, you know what? It was just reaction. It was just instinct. I saw it. I saw it, and I went running after the guy. And then somebody else helped me get that guy down. And he said, it seemed like forever, but I know that we had that guy for like 30 seconds. He said that 
his weapon dropped out of his sleeve or out of his pocket. That, that was an amazing thing to see. Incredibly heroic and courageous to run to the shooter. A good Samaritan. Let's go back to Kansas City for a moment. JJ in Kansas City. JJ, it's nice to have you on the show. How are you? Mr. Rome, um, what a crazy week. Uh, from the highest of highs to just fill the lowest of lows. Kansas City, this isn't us. Like I almost want to say to America, this isn't us. This can't be us, but sadly, this is us, and we've got to be better. I mean, to ruin the joy and celebration is just, it's, uh, it's, it's taking away that Americana of the ticker tape parade. And I want to say to the subhuman waste of spaces that thought shooting was an idea to bring a gun to, to cause violence like that, I hope you're seeing the inside of an 8 by 8 cell for the rest of your times. Um, I was thinking about taking my three-year-old little girl to that parade, and I, sh- I shut her tears, and I almost, just, without words, was thinking what would have happened because a mother of two is dead now, and why? Why? It's so senseless. I, are we going to have to go to like a stadium-only event now that people are going to have to go through miles of security just to get in and see their parade and take away that one-on-one fan interaction where your favorite players come up to you for a split second for a selfie? And, and thank you, Rome. Thank you for all the time you spent on this. And it's something I also wanted to say, yeah, the heroes that, that jumped in there at the last minute, that, that took the courage to take, tackle that guy to so the coaches, the players, the staff that hung around and comforted kids and families in whatever way they could. Um, I know you've, you've done Kansas City well, man, and this is just such a black eye. I, I feel so ashamed that this is how we represented ourselves at a parade. And thank you again for the time, Rome. I'm out. You know, I appreciate that. Dude, you absolutely should not be ashamed of that. That's not on you. That's not on Kansas City. This, again, could and does happen everywhere. This is not a Kansas City thing. This is an evil thing. This is a senseless mass shooting. It could happen and does happen everywhere. It's happened in my backyard It may have happened in your backyard. If it hasn't happened in your backyard, it very well could happen in your backyard. And it is. It's just so senseless and so scary. And also, I want to reference the first responders, law enforcement, that ran to the violence, as they always do. Where will we be without them? There aren't very many people that want that job. I just pointed out, and I always, always want to acknowledge the first responders, the ones that run to the violence, the run, the ones that run to whatever danger there is. How many people sign up for that job? I just want to make a point of singling out the heroes, not even the Good Samaritans, the heroes who it's not their job, but saw what was going on and immediately took action. How many of us, let's be so honest, and I'm not judging any of us, if you were to run, if you were in a crowd and you heard gunfire, what would you do? I think we'd all run. We'd run to safety, of course. And you'd protect your loved ones. You know, you heard stories of people falling on their children to protect their children because they didn't know where the gunfire was coming from. So I want to acknowledge all the heroes, certainly law enforcement, certainly law enforcement that, as always, did what they're trained to do. They ran to the point of violence. But for the, the, the fans that were just there, 
that were not trained to do that, that were not hired to do that, but had the courage to do that was incredible. And KC, you know, I think I understand where you're coming from, but for you to say, you know what, it's a black eye for us, I feel ashamed, not at all. Because it can happen anywhere. That's not, again, that's not a KC thing. I just, that I'm not even singling out, like, how can this happen in a parade? How can this happen anywhere? The points that I made, a place of worship, a movie theater, a stadium, a concert, a high school, many high schools. And yes, he said, one of the most slices of Americana ever, a celebratory championship parade. And that's no one-offs, I pointed out. It happened in Denver. It happened after the Rangers won. It could happen anywhere. At James Palmer TV posts on X, quote, Here is an update from Children's Mercy, Kansas City. Children's Mercy received 12 patients from the parade rally. 11 kids were ages 6 to 15. Nine of the kids had been shot. All of the victims we saw are expected to recover. Three of them are now inpatient at the hospital. All others have been released. Thank goodness. But again, children, children that were allowed to skip school to experience what should have been one of the most joyous days ever that they would always remember their favorite team. Kids, you know, we as adults are having enough trouble making sense of this. Most of us, some have figured it out. Some have already figured it out by saying, hey, man, criminals are criminals. They're going to do what they're going to do. Me, I'm struggling with this. I haven't figured this out yet. Because that's not my take. But if we as rational, logical thinking adults are having trouble figuring this thing out and getting our head around it, what are the kids supposed to do? How are we supposed to explain it to them? You're a child. I mean, I remember what it was like when I was nine. I do. I remember at least what it was like when I was nine and how I saw sports and what sports meant to me. Because how I saw sports and what sports meant to me at nine is why I'm sitting before you right now. Because I loved it more than anything. All of it. My heroes. My sporting heroes. The posters I had on the wall. The obsession I had with the games. The wins. The losses. Everything about it. This is why I chose to do this for my career. Because I couldn't be one of my idols. So what could I do to stay in sports? So these kids, I mean, what an amazing day that would be, right? What if you grew up a Laker fan, a Dodger fan like I was, a Steeler fan, a Chief fan, and your team won a world championship, and you could go to that parade? Greatest thing ever. I would have never thought when I was that kid growing up that if I went to a parade like that, something like that could happen. And how do you explain that? How do you explain that to kids? Hey, Rome Slice, that's it, Jim. Long-time listener, but your opening take is the last straw. Never listening again. Regards, mass shooters. Geoff and Lincoln, there you go. Right back to Geoff. I knew it couldn't last long. 
You were Jeff. Hey, man, you had your five minutes, Jeff. Now you're a G off forever. In fact, that erases what you first said. Like, you're already joking. You already turned it into one of your terrible, normal, terrible, bad takes, G off. All right, still ahead. If you want to react to it, go right ahead. But I'm going to start to kind of move back into some other things. But that's not to say I'm cutting you off. I'm not. I'm not. But I will move into some other things. I've got Joey Logano, who you've heard on the show many times, going to join us in about seven minutes from Mark. I've got Nate Taylor, and we'll go back to the topic. He's a Chiefs beat writer for The Athletic. He was at the parade. We'll get his thoughts and an update from him. That's Nate Taylor at 1020. And then at the top of our number three, we'll have the What's Your Beef segment. And I'm not going to change that segment. You can beef about anything you want. That's the whole point of the beef segment. You can beef about anything you want, sports or otherwise. So we'll start to move back into what we normally do. But at the same time, if you want to discuss this, absolutely do that. There's our number one in Southern California. I'm Jim Rome. Bella B said something funny during the ATP. She's like, do you miss that roach-infested building? I said, Bell, where do you think I am right now? Where do you think we're broadcasting from? And then I didn't answer the question. So I'll ask you again, where do you think I'm broadcasting from?